I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today, we are going to be talking about bulimia, purging, and other eating disorder topics. So this may be sensitive and just a trigger warning to take care of yourself when you listen to this episode. The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the What is Eating You podcast. I'm very excited for today's episode and I enjoy talking about bulimia and purging because I feel not many people speak about it. I believe a lot more people speak about binge eating, they address binge eating, it's much more mainstream, it's much more socially acceptable and I even notice myself heavily leaning towards binge eating. But with binge eating for many individuals comes compensating. So we're going to break down what it means. Bulimia nervosa is an eating disorder in the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health Conditions. It's essentially an eating disorder in which an individual engages in frequent and recurrent binge eating episodes. Binge eating means eating a large amount of food in a short period of time with a loss of control and negative feelings associated with it. So it may be guilt, it may be shame, it may be embarrassment. And following the binge, the person engages in what we call compensatory behavior. So they try to compensate for the binge. So they may purge, that's usually the most common one, is self-induced vomiting. They may take laxatives, they may fast the next day, they may restrict. So they're trying to compensate, I guess, from the calories that they believe they're ingested or the fear of weight gain is a massive one where they think if I purge this food up or if I restrict the next day, I'm not going to gain weight. Unfortunately, this is a self-fulfilling prophecy and not very accurate. And if you go back to my episode on does purging make me gain weight? Have a listen to that. It is a wide awakening and it can provide some insight on that. A lot of people ask me, oh, what if I just purge here and there? Or what if I purge and I don't binge eat? Is it still an eating disorder? At the end of the day, forcing yourself to vomit, 
uh, whether or not it is an eating disorder is problematic. And you've got to ask yourself, why am I doing this? What need is it meeting? Because it does have adverse health consequences. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what it is, and then I'm going to go into strategies as to how you can help yourself overcome the urge to purge. All right. So going back to bulimia, very common eating disorder. It is hard to, I guess, see because people just think, oh, everyone with eating disorders, you know, is a particular body weight, shape, and size. But people with bulimia usually present as average or above average weight. Generally, bulimia can vary in its severity and how often it happens. Some people may have frequent recurring purging episodes a week. Some people may have a couple a month. Some people may purge for hours at a time. So it really does vary and there are different levels of severity, but for it to be an eating disorder, it does need to be impacting your life on a day-to-day basis. It needs to cause clinically significant distress. It needs to be happening for the reason of trying to control your body weight, shape, and size. There needs to be concerns around food, eating, body image, etc. And one in four women who do go on a diet in their lifetime will usually go on to develop disordered eating or an eating disorder. Now, bulimia can happen for a number of reasons, and people usually learn the behavior in different ways. Either it's experimenting. I've had people who said, oh, they saw it on Melrose Place or they saw it on a movie where the character had an eating disorder and they were making themselves vomit and I thought I would give it a go. Some people have eaten to the point where they've actually physically felt sick and vomited and then felt that relief and thought, oh, wow, I can do this. And there's a very warped perception on purging. When you first enter the eating disorder world, you think, oh my gosh, what an amazing hack. I can do this and I'm not going to put on weight and I'm not going to gain calories and I can eat whatever I want. And you create this really warped reality. But actually the opposite is true. The research shows us that people who engage in binge eating and then purging actually consume more calories than they would if they had, say, a binge-free day. There's a lot of different consensus as well as to when calories are absorbed, which is through chewing. So when people are vomiting or having laxatives, it's usually just empty water weight that they are bringing up. And the quantity of food consumed is never all going to be getting rid of when you are purging. So it really is an ineffective weight loss method and it actually causes more problems because what happens is When you're causing yourself to vomit or purge, take laxatives, you're actually causing abdominal distress. So you're more likely to get bloating, which is going to reinforce the beliefs, I'm fat, my stomach's gross, my tummy is big, what's wrong with me, I can't eat anything. And that bloating is going to then lead to more disordered eating behaviors. It also causes disruption in, you know, it can cause ruptures in your esophagus. It can cause something called chipmunk cheeks because the salivary glands get inflamed and they swell and then your face looks chubbier and then that causes more body dysmorphia. Oh my God, my face is fat. I need to lose weight. So then the purging continues and then it just gets worse and worse. There can be scars on the hands because of the acid in the vomit And then because a lot of people use their hands to self-induce vomiting, it can cause scars. It can cause 
bruises. It's called Russell's sign when you have these scars on your knuckles and the acid can cause it to, to be a permanent scar as well. Not to mention all the other health complications, bursted eye vessels, capillaries in your skin, tiredness, fatigue. There's just so much that comes with it that it is not a lifestyle. So anyone who's listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, purging is this awesome hack where I can eat whatever I want. Imagine being able to eat whatever you want without the need to purge after and without the fear of gaining weight. And that is the biggest, I guess, shock or realization that people need to make when it comes to eating disorders. But to be honest, when I used to eat all those foods and then engage in purging, and now when I eat all those foods and I don't, I actually feel better, so much better now. And my body is completely different. And people are amazed when they actually stop purging that their body finds where it's meant to be. And when they're engaging in healthy, regular eating, their metabolism comes back. And the fact that they're giving their body what it needs and they're not going on these extremes, their body actually starts to take shape. And some people, not that I want to promote weight loss, but people do actually start to see their body change when they start to recover from an eating disorder because they're reinstating the balance into their eating and they're not having these extremes of stretching their stomach, reducing it, bloating, gastrointestinal damage, etc. So how do you actually overcome bulimia? Many people are not going to like this, but they will come to you for the binge eating. Help me with my binge eating. I need to overcome binge eating. They think binge eating is the problem in bulimia. If I didn't binge, then I wouldn't purge. They see binging and purging as this package deal. It has to occur together. But what we actually need to address is the purging, is the compensating, is the excessive exercise, is the restriction. So the first thing we do is we address regular eating. We want to make sure you're eating three meals, two to three snacks a day. doesn't matter what you eat to start, but this regular eating is a behavioral strategy that will significantly reduce the urge to binge. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And the key is not to be self-critical when you binge because being self-critical following a binge keeps you in a low state. It keeps you in a state of there's something wrong with me. Why can't I get on top of this? And then you're more likely to feel low. And when you feel low, you're more likely to binge eat. So it starts off with my goal is not to never binge eat again. That's unrealistic. My goal is to learn from my binges. And if I do binge eat, how can I plan forward for next time? How can I learn from this experience? We become curious about it. But what we want to address is the purging because without purging, there essentially is no binging. So it starts off with a technique called urge surfing or surfing the urge to purge. And what this means is it means sitting with the urge to purge your food. So you may have just eaten chocolate and you think, oh my gosh, I've broken a dietary rule. I never normally eat chocolate because you see a lot of people who are bulimic have very restrictive eating throughout the day. They eat the same foods. They eat the same lunches, the same dinners, the same quantities. It's so repetitive. And when you've got restriction and restraint in your day-to-day eating, there is no way you are not going to binge. It's just not appropriate. Like you, d- you just can't eat the exact same foods every day that are super clean, super healthy, and not expect your body to psychologically and physically crave something. It is absolutely impossible. So the first thing is giving some education around restriction and restraint. You have rules that are driving these. You have rules about what breakfasts you should have. You have rules about what lunch you should have. And what you need to know is when you limit your eating in some capacity, when you only have one particular yogurt, when you only have sugar-free maple syrup, when you only have 30 grams of oats every single day, that is going to lead to psychological and physical needs, and this is going to make you more vulnerable to binge eating, right? So for example, when your brain's like, I really want chocolate, but I'm going to have the apple instead. That is an example of restriction and restraint. So it really starts with challenging and changing these beliefs and the tunnel vision. And this is parallel work that you do with sitting with the urge to purge. So when we want to sit with the urge to purge, the first thing is we want to consider it's possible. Many people with the bulimic brain think there is no way I'm going to eat all this food and not purge. Like that is barbaric. But let's start with 30 seconds. So you've eaten chocolate. I've stuffed up. So you go on and eat five blocks of chocolate, two bowls of cereal, cookies, ice cream, whatever it may be. You think I need to get rid of this straight away. But instead you're going to set a timer and you're going to use a technique called the three D's, which is delay, distract, decide. Can you delay acting on the urge for a period of time? So I want you to set a timer the next time you binge eat and you're going to delay by 30 seconds your urge to purge. And in that time, you're going to distract yourself. So maybe you watch the timer for 30 seconds. Maybe you watch TikToks for 30 seconds. Then you decide. Delay, distract, decide. What am I going to do? Do I delay again or am I going to purge? what can I do? Then you decide, okay, I'm going to go another 30 seconds. Delay, distract, decide. This is probably the hardest thing that people with bulimia will ever have to do, but it is the most effective because you need to ask yourself, what is the alternative? 
Am I honestly expecting that I'm going to keep eating these super clean, restrainted foods, whether it be my fruit salad, my chicken salad, my nuts, my seeds, and then my chocolate? Am I expecting that I'm just going to eat that and then never binge? Because you're binging because you're eating that. So it's about switching that mindset and ask yourself, well, what's the alternative? If I'm not going to urge surf this, what is the alternative? Because I'm binge eating because of this. This style of eating is not stopping me gaining weight. This style of eating me, this style of eating is leading me to binge, which is leading me to purge, which is not actually going to manage my weight. Now, it sounds simple, but what gets in the way are thoughts about surfing the urge. So if you're listening to this, I encourage you to write down what are your thoughts, what are your blocking beliefs when it comes to surfing your urge to purge? Is it, I can't sit with this discomfort, I feel so sick? Is it, if I don't purge, I'll gain weight? Is it, purging is an effective weight loss method? Think about that. Because then what we want to start to do is challenge these beliefs and rewire them when we're in a good headspace. Many people will say to me, I just can't challenge the beliefs in the moment. And that's true. When you're in a binge episode, you're in your emotional mind, you're in fight or flight. Now, fight or flight sends your logical thinking brain offline. And that's the logical thinking brain that you need to implement cognitive strategies, such as thought challenging and thought changing So it's best you do the work when you're in a calm, grounded state, you change your beliefs, you get them ready, and then when you're in a reactive fight or flight, I need to get rid of this urgent stage, you use a physical strategy, like I said, delay, distract. Because the delaying and the distraction, it buys you time, time where you can calm your frontal lobe and then you can decide what's going on. It's hard to make big decisions when you are dysregulated, but you just want to make a good decision. It doesn't have to be a perfect one. And a good decision might be, I'm delaying this for a minute. I'm delaying this for two minutes. Now, urge surfing will come back down. There's three different stages. So when you first have the urge to purge, it's called the uphill battle, right? So you start to feel it. You feel it increasing. You start thinking about purging. You get the physical discomfort, the physical itch, the physical urge, and it will go up. Yeah. So that's the start. Then it will peak. And this is where people most likely give in because they think if I don't purge, this is going to get worse and worse and worse. But this is the critical moment. If you can search And surf, if you can surf the peak where it's at its worst, you will then enter the runoff. And the runoff period is where the urge goes down and subsides. So just like bad feelings that come and go, urges to purge will come and go, but you've got to sit with that discomfort. And this can eventually take an hour, half an hour. You're going to feel sick. You're going to feel uncomfortable, but it's going to teach your brain that it's safe and okay to not force yourself to vomit afterwards. And you've got to ask yourself, if I don't try this, what is the alternative for me? And it's about having these really challenging conversations with yourself because remember, if nothing changes, then nothing changes. If you want support with this, we cover it in Food Freedom, my 12-week transformation program. We cover bulimia, we cover purging, we cover 
all of the binging, everything that you need, low mood, anxiety, rewiring negative thoughts, it is all there. So if you're curious about this, get in touch with me. We are starting the next round soon, but I wanted to share this because I think bulimia deserves more attention than it gets. And I think purging, not a lot of people manage it. There's so many binge eating coaches out there, but not many people target purging or compensatory behavior. And I think because also there's a lot of stigma and shame about it, especially around, oh my God, you vomit and there's food shortages and what a waste and you're wasting money and all that. So it's, it's more, I guess, stigmatized for that reason. So in summary, if you purge, if you compensate for binge eating, you're not alone. It's really common and I've struggled with it too. The second thing is try to switch your thinking from I need to stop binging to I need to stop restricting and purging. Okay, your binge eating is actually serving a need and that need is meeting your psychological and your physical needs that you're not meeting in your day-to-day eating. So have an audit on what you're eating. Is there restraint? Is there restriction? Are you trying to eat super clean? Use my free binge tracker to build your awareness around this. And then the third thing is set yourself mini goals and targets to urge surf. And you have to try. Even if it's 30 seconds, start with that. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. As always, take a screenshot, share it with me on social media, on my Instagram. And if you have an episode request, please get in touch. Hope you are having the best day and thank you so much for being here. I'm super grateful for you and can't wait for the next episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.